0: Welcome to the Star of Wonder, Advent virtual pilgrimage of peace from the Holy Land with Kathleen Nichols from Magdala. Welcome to Star Street. You can see the stars above my head. This was the original entrance into Bethlehem. So follow me as we can take the path that many pilgrims have made before us. You can see we're on Star Street, the stars line all of the avenues, and right behind you you see one of the many towers that line the street, they're bell towers, you can even hear some of the bells in the background, and they are lights which mark the way of the pilgrim. We have the uh, shepherds that are coming from this direction, we have the wise men coming from there, and we are following the footsteps of pilgrims for centuries that have come into Bethlehem. This is Bethlehem's main road, main entrance, the ancient main entrance, and that's where we're following Star Street. So, follow me and let's find the ancient gate of the city. It's actually called Damascus Gate. and I think it's right ahead of us. Let's go follow the stars, follow the light to find the Prince of Peace. music in the world would come into Bethlehem through this gateway. So it's been built and rebuilt over centuries. You can see behind me not only the thing that says Star Street, the sun, but right above it at night. Because we are almost at Christmas time, they light up the word Merry Christmas. And I love right here. There are some shops still open here on Star Street, including this one. If you could smell what I smell from these things. We have a hand carving. All the wood maker here. Here. here and so this shows the hope for, for Christmas, so for, for our pilgrims to come back. And we just are so grateful to see them working. You see the little sheep in there, in the interior of the caves. What Christians, pilgrims headed towards the city in this of royal lives. Welcome to the Shepherds' Fields here in Bet We went up Star Street just now, and we came down into this valley, which is known for the shepherds. And that's because there's caves everywhere where you can protect your flock in the nighttime, where you can find a good place to sleep. But it's also known because it has a lot of fields around here. And in the Old Testament, the shepherd's fields was actually indicated by a tower called Migdal, that would be the tower's name in Hebrew. And this tower, Would be something that if you had a large flock and a big area to cover it would be easy sometimes for the shepherds to be able to keep watch over their flocks and why do i bring up the migdal eder well it's been in the news a lot a lot of different exegetes have talked about this tower Um, and then when you go to the orthodox site because right now we came to the franciscan site a little bit further away from bethlehem what you have in that site are ruins of not only a chapel that they say was built by Constantine's mother Helen in the early 300s but also the ruins of a tower. In Genesis it speaks about the fact that Jacob came there when his wife Rachel passed away so he went to that tower in the middle of a field to find rest to find peace and work through the difficulties of the conflict there when he lost his wife and so that's why it's important but also Underneath the tower, uh, there's caves. And in those caves, just like here in this area, uh, that's where you would have sheep. In fact, many exegists say that in that cave of that particular tower, very close to Bethlehem is where they would bring the youths that were going to give birth and they would protect them as they were giving birth. And you would have these lambs, and just like any shepherd, you'd see what the lamb looked like. Even Jacob himself did that before he was able to leave, you know, his father-in-law and come and start his own life back here. He would look and see if these sheep had any uh, problems or any defects. And so that some of the exegetes say that in this particular tower, they would take the perfect lambs they would wrap them in in clothing and cloths to protect them so that they could present them very close by right here in Jerusalem to the priests for the temple sacrifice. So it's very interesting what the uh, shepherds here in this area by the tower were doing. All of this is important because they, just like the rest of the people in this entire area, were waiting for a king. They were waiting for the Messiah. And because it was a time of conflict, like we've talked about, they were waiting for a Prince of Peace. And so I love having, you know, these sheep right next to me on the top of this particular fountain is a shepherd, and he's keeping watch over his sheep. So this was the scene when something remarkable happened. And so I'd like to take you up the uh, pathway to a beautiful church shaped like a tent, like a shepherd's tent. And we're going to listen and see what the shepherd saw that night. So as we do that, make sure that you're around your advent wreath, light the third candle, that pink candle, the candle of joy. from the caves just below where this church is built on top of a cave a cave where perhaps these shepherds that you can see painted behind me heard this great multitude of angels that we have here in the top of this church shaped like a bedouin tent like a shepherd's tent and so what we understand with our eyes is what we read in the gospel I invite you to read this whole section uh, together with your family Luke chapter 2 8 through 20 if I'm not mistaken And it speaks about the glory of the Lord that shone. The shepherds are here. There's a middle-aged, old, and young shepherd all looking up to the sky with fear. They were scared to death because suddenly the heavens opened. A heavenly host, it means a soldier. A host is another word for soldiers, like an entire army is there. And anyone that's in, in face of a war, of course you're going to be afraid. And this is what you see in their faces. This is what you see in the animals' faces in this particular... Uh, painting behind me. It's dark. And suddenly the angels are bringing light. Glory to God in the highest. I say, do not be afraid because as the shepherds were filled with fear. And if you look in the background, you see Bethlehem there. There's one light coming from a small cave because the angels say that today is a great news of great joy evangelion we've heard that before that means the good news of a king that is coming the same words that were used for caesar augustus when there was a great battle where he conquered this is real good news a savior is born to you what happens next what's amazing about this church is each one of the altars has a different moment of when fear is overcome and peace comes inside let's go to the next altar here behind me is a very well-known Christmas card, actually the scene where they've gone from fear to peace. Suddenly we are inside of the cave looking out. Which cave? The grotto of Bethlehem that they're going to be seeing very soon on Christmas day. We have Mary and Jesus there in the manger, Joseph with the face of peace. Take a look at the animals, peaceful, peaceful joyful the shepherds suddenly not afraid on their knees and why is that it's because the angel said i will give you a sign and that sign is you will see a child lying in the manger wrapped up with the same cloths that they were used to seeing around those lambs that they raised for temple sacrifice i think these shepherds the very first visitors to mary and joseph in uh, the grotto to find Jesus, understood more than most who this lamb to be sacrificed is. Now, it says, interestingly, there's different commentators, they speak about this peace. And when you're looking at this particular gospel writer, in different areas of his gospel, it says, peace on earth to those that God has favored with his grace, to men of good What does that actually mean? It means those that are filled with grace, with the life of the Lord inside. On earth, peace and goodwill toward men. It's what Luke's gospel speaks about. And so as we spoke about from the very beginning, it's not just an absence of war, like the Pax Romana or the Pax Augusta, not at all. It includes the security and well-being characteristic of peace in the Old Testament. This is what they're experiencing. And look, even the dog over here, he's peace filled. There's something different which is happening. Now, in Luke, he also speaks uh, about peace in many ways, in er- many areas. One of them is um, what we see a lot in Magdala, what we reflect a lot about, and that's the hemorrhaging woman. When Jesus later in his life cures her, he says, Daughter, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. It's all about grace. So, what exactly is this when we're talking about Luke? Peace in heaven. Peace in heaven. What are we talking about? One of the key moments is during um, the time when Jesus is going into Bethlehem on Palm Sunday. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna, they're saying. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And they speak about peace. Why? He's coming in to be sacrificed like those lambs here. What brings peace if it's not the death and resurrection of the Lord, the lamb who spills his blood, marks the doorposts of our lives and brings us to freedom? What happens next? Follow me to the next altar where we see peace working in the hearts of these shepherds. So here we have the third altar where this gospel writer actually says at the very end of the description of what happens to the shepherds, he says, they were amazed. They saw Mary, it says that she kept all of these things in her heart and the shepherds returned. Returned where? Right here, where we are right now. They returned to this place, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told to them. Why were they glorifying the Lord? You can see even in these pictures, the animals, it looks like the sheep, are talking to each other about what they saw. You see the shepherd boy praising God with palm branches, just like uh, at Palm Sunday. The other shepherds have faces of joy. The dog is skipping over here with joy as well. You'll notice that now the sun has come up, but even the light over Mary and Jesus and Joseph in the center there of Bethlehem is shining brighter than the sun. What did they recognize? As we said, it's the Lamb. Well, let's talk then about what Peter says. What does St. Peter say in his first letter? He says, It wasn't with silver or perishable things, such as silver or gold, that you were redeemed from the empty way that was uh, given to you from your ancestors, handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ you were redeemed, a lamb without blemish or defect. They recognized this lamb without blemish or defect. When we were talking about peace, the very beginning of our pilgrimage one of the most important things we said is there isn't peace when there's something out of alignment when it's not finished when there's something missing when there's something missing your shalom or your peace or your irene breaks down because your life is no longer whole but it needs to be restored or redeemed And that's when we talked about shalom being a verb. We're piecing you. These shepherds had been pieced. They had been pieced. It's kind of like Solomon, it says in the Old Testament in 1 Kings 9, when he finished the temple, it actually says he pieced the temple. It was shalomed. Or say, for example, these men who took care of animals. If your animal accidentally damages your neighbor's field, You have to shalom your neighbor. What does that mean? You give them a complete payment for the damages lost. That's spoken about in Exodus. So you have to restore what's missing, and you have to bring it to wholeness. What did this this lamb without blemish do? We know, because the gospel writers tell us, that this child eventually gives his life, sheds his blood for us. And on the cross, he actually says, it is finished, and he gives up his spirit. He breathes out peace. It is complete, it is whole, and it is finished. As we're here in the shepherd's fields, let's let the breath of God come upon us. That beautiful Christmas carol of Amy uh, Grant, Breath of Heaven. It's not just for Mary, it's for each and every one of us, this breath of peace. Let us let him finish his work in us and redeem us and make us whole. that we're praying for you from the Holy Land and I hope you can join us again next week as we go from the shepherd's fields to Bethlehem itself and see the different places where Mary and Joseph were. We're going to be going to the Milk Grotto. So we hope to see you again next week and also for Christmas time and God bless you. Thank you for listening to Star of Wonder, Advent virtual pilgrimage of peace through the Holy Land. To watch the video of the pilgrimage, go to our YouTube channel at Magdala English.